Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, the returning Ken Barkley. Great to have Ken Barkley back in the saddle. And we are here with you, everybody, on the BetQL Network. Every game, Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, we bring you sports, and hopefully uh, two healthy people on the show today, which which we absolutely love. Great to have Ken Barkley back. If you're missing yesterday, always good to have Ken Barkley here on the show. As we come to you live from all the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and today... As we do on every Phenomenal Football Friday, we're going to be taking your bets for the weekend in football, Saturday and Sunday in the National Football League. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Twitch, tell us your favorite football bet. Could be from the two games tomorrow, the full slate on Sunday for Week 18, side, total, teaser, parlay, whatever it is. Whatever your angle is, whatever your favorite bet is, type it in the chat, the reason why you like it. We have a couple segments allotted in the third hour of the show to go over it. We'll shout you out on the air, and we will talk about your bet. So YouTube and Twitch chats, get those bets in, and we will go over them later in the show. And we are heard, of course, on radio stations nationwide, including Satellite Radio, Sirius 160, XM205, Ken and I here, bringing you the wagertainment, talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com and do so on this F3 and the final F3 of the NFL regular season in 2023. Phenomenal Football Friday, January 5th, 2024. Joe on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos, and Ken Barkley. Back from the stomach bug. 
on on X. Maybe should have been on X yesterday at yeah. Lockie Lockerson on on the old on the old tweet machine. Uh, on this phenomenal football Friday, four phenomenal guests coming your way. Sam Paniatovich talking the natty on Monday night and NFL for this weekend. Colin Wilson, big bets on campus. Colin will give us his bets for the natty with Washington and Michigan. Rod Gilmore, ESPN college football analyst, returns to You Better You Bet to talk, of course, the national championship game in college football on Monday. And our good friend Brad Evans from Live on the Line. Brad stops by favorite prop bets for Week 18 in the NFL. Plus... On Thursdays, we do P-Squared, B-Squared NFL Awards. Ken not on the show yesterday, so we'll get Ken's award takes today as we head into the final stretch. Like, this is it coming up. Uh, Everything going to be closed after uh, Bill's Dolphins finishes on Sunday night, so we'll give you all the award takes where basically everything except for, like, two of the awards, like MVP and Coach of the Year, feels like it's still up in the air. We'll get all of Ken's takes that we missed yesterday on the show coming up here in hour number one. Again, continue to get those questions in, the uh, the thoughts in, the bets in, YouTube and Twitch. We'll read them coming up in the third hour of the show. Favorite football bets for the weekend and power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight in the NBA and the NHL and all our bets for week 18 in the National Football League. We are locked and loaded here on a phenomenal football Friday. Ken, good to have you back. How you feeling? Uh, yeah, good enough. I think it's probably like the right answer. I, I know, uh, what was it? last week or at the start of this week it all blends together i know you you had the same thing that i had the uh, stomach bug that's for me. circling the globe yeah it's uh seems like everybody's getting the same illness like both my kids had it my wife had it i i said on the show on tuesday i felt like the clock was ticking on uh on me getting this thing i was like i you know went to bed on wednesday night and i was like i think i think i might be good here and then woke up like two hours later at 1 a.m like heart racing shivering like stomach going nuts so it was a it was a rough 24 hours but we're we're good enough and uh and thanks to brinson who like i I was telling you before the show like filling in on short notice on a four-hour show is is no joke so like really appreciate will um you know picking up the baton there basically and uh and co-hosting with you so yeah doing fine and kind of feel like if I was going to miss a night of sports or like a, a news cycle, a 24 hour news cycle, like that's a pretty good one. No, no football to NBA, although they were both very compelling games and you know, like hockey and everything, like kind of a little slow for a Thursday. I'm curious if you uh, like, did you get to bed early? Like what was, what was kind of your night? Like last night, no Thursday night, foot, no Alan Kirk for the, for the first time in a long time. It was it was great to not have Thursday night football. And I'll, and look, like, I'll it feel different. Awesome. Like, look, listen, like, candidly, like, I'll feel differently in like three months, probably. I'll be dying for like a crappy Thursday night right. football game. But for now, you know, it's really just like, it's really just like a sleep thing. Like, I'd like to go to bed early, like on sure. one of these days, Thursday and Monday, and gonna get those opportunities and we'll miss football, obviously, when it's not here. But really, like, yeah, like, kind of like, kind of really liked not having to sit in front of the TV and be- go to bed <laughs> after midnight. That was. It was pretty nice. So, like, hung out with my wife for a while last night. Caught like a lot of the uh, the Spurs uh, Bucks game, which was a lot of fun, right. obviously. And when when Binyama, like, I'm far from the first person. I'm like far from the millionth person to say this. He looks like it's it's like AI almost. It's like it's yeah. not real. I'm the behind the it. back play. The behind the back play where it doesn't even look like the ball. Like, I'm like, how did the ball get there at the end? How like, I don't even understand it? how it happened. Like, how, it's like how, a how did he dunk it on the game. same play? It, yeah. I, I think you just described it perfectly. It's like yeah. a glitch in a video game. It's like the Matrix. Yeah. 
It's like the Joe Pantoliano scene. It's like, I know that this is real. Like, I know that Wembenyama's a real person and he stole the ball like this and he put it behind his back and he dunked it. But like, <laughs> is, is it actual? Like, is this actually real? Sure. And hit that bet, had the Spurs last night plus the points, the over in the Avs game. So like, good betting night. But yes, excellent. Excellent to get to bed a little early last night. Sure. In advance of, in advance of what's like candidly, like, I don't even know if it's candid, whatever. Like, Big, big day tomorrow in the NFL. Going to be up late, sure. obviously, for Texans-Colts. Huge week 18. And then what time? What's the kickoff of, of the national championship on well, Monday? it's usually like on 10, time. 4... It's usually like 8. It's usually like 8.15, but the thing is, it's like a four-hour game, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like it starts pretty early. Yeah. It's going to end after just, midnight. So maybe that maybe is Michigan will run the ball every play, you know? <laughs> maybe McCarthy won't throw a pass in the second half doubtful that that will happen uh yeah huge weekend and so i didn't see the i did second not game stay up I... for the Jokic play unfortunately that's what i was about I've to watched, say so, I've so you went the to replay bed. about a right. thousand times today because it's what it's brian anderson on the call it's absolutely it's just, magnificent it's ridiculous jake see uh, jake i'm curious if you have the call if you want to look for it for a minute just while we talk about the game because i would love to hear it again uh because it's just like ridiculous and just like poor curry like, like the Warriors are having, like, you kind of, you, there's this trajectory for the Warriors season that's interesting, right? So Draymond and all of his troubles, you know, tries to, <laughs> tries to reverse chokehold Rudy Gobert and, you know, gets suspended, like, just, like, tries, swings his fist at uh, Nurkic, right? That was who he tried to punch. It's and just like, now he's in, he's in, he's in treatment. Now he's coming back to the team. Clay gives that, like, kind of like self-aware, but also depressing press conference where it's like, yeah, you know, like I have negative energy. I just need to realize like I'm in the last stage of my career. They they have so many brutal, uh, Curry has played in more like close game minutes, like five, uh, it's like, you know, five points or less with five minutes ago. He's played in like a hundred more minutes like that than any other player in the NBA this season. So they've been in a bunch of these games and they just lose like all of them, <laughs> like every they single time. They blow tons of leads. They do. They get in these close games and Curry like can't do enough. And then kind of like the cherry on top was like Kaminga after the game, which we could talk about being like basically leaking to every reporter. Like, I hate Steve Kerr. I'm miserable. Why doesn't like, he just say it? It's like sources <laughs> say, like, it's you. dude. Like, where do you Why think it came from? Put your name on it. Where do you think? <laughs> like, like some, some assistant coach told Shams that he was miserable. Like, gee, and it's not even like he requested a trade. I think Whale brought this up in a chat I'm in. But it was like, he didn't even request a trade. He just, after the game, sent every reporter a text like, like, F Steve Kerr. <laughs> So it's like you didn't request a trade, but uh, like the chair, like that. So that was kind of like the cherry on top. But uh, Jake, oh, Jake says he has the Jokic call. Jake, you can play the Jokic call from last night. Jokic has it. Clock ticks. Got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh, it's good. Jokic got it off in time, and the Nuggets win it. There's. By the way, there's there's so much funny about that. And for people that didn't see it or don't know what happened, Jokic literally like hit that shot, banked it in from half court. Like, it was like to a win the game shot. last night. It's, it was yeah. it was ridiculous. So you had the ball goes in and you just see and like Clay, I think, is like the first person to into your point, Ken. Like your eyes are like magnetically drawn to Clay, just yeah. slouched over. They all just start walking into the locker room depressed. And like think about when the Nuggets won the title, like when they actually won the NBA championship in game five against the Heat, and Jokic just walks up to members of the Heat and starts shaking their hands, like, wow, this is great. Now let me get back to Serbia. And he hit that shot. I've never seen Jokic celebrate like that after he yeah. hit that shot. Like, went nuts after that shot. So well, there was a lot going on there at the end of the game last night.
Yeah, and uh, you know, for full context, how much were how much were the Warriors up by the game? 14, 16, something like that. So, like, and uh, so, somewhere somewhere in that range, like up somewhere really close to that, right? And so maybe it's just like that they actually completed the comeback, like that it actually happened, and that not the same shot. And it was a little further away, but remember, like, it was at game one or game two of the conference finals against the Lakers. He had that crazy fadeaway three over Davis as the shot clock expired from, like, 30 feet. So, like, you know, I'm not saying he practices these all the time, but, like, someone who is prone to making really absurd shots all he the time. It, and who you can never. I think, Ken. I think yeah. he said after the game that he basically, like, he knew that he was going to bank it. And he goes, that's the easiest shot to take. He goes, because you get the ball, you're shooting. I think he does practice it, to your point. <laughs> it's the it's the easiest shot. Just, you know, some that's people are on quote. a different level. He said it. Yeah. Some people are on a different level than everyone else on earth. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's just crazy. But yeah, so you had, in the first game, you had, honestly, like, one of the two candidates for rookie of the year having these incredible plays and playing like a really compelling game against like a Bucks team where like you can have them in terms of to win the NBA title, like team profile wise, his defense is hideous. Uh, the Nuggets won the title with basically the worst statistical defense ever for a, a winner last year. They overcame that by having like the best offense and the best player in the league. And so you might be like, well, maybe the, Buc the Bucks defense is even worse by far than Denver's was last year. At this point in the season, it can get better. Like they can, somehow decide to lock in defense. I don't even know how that would happen at this point based on the personnel that they have, but just like I'm way good on that. But yeah, like rookie of the year guy make a push. And I don't think Jokic is going to win MVP. He just, it seems like it's all in this different realm. It just, it's like, yeah, cool. He's the best. Anyway, let's get back to an MVP discussion. Like that's what it seems like now with him. And like he hits the shot last night and it's not like, oh, that's the MVP. It's just like, that's Jokic. Like, that's what he does. Like, that's just like one of his things. And it's, you know, I think it almost like speaks to the way I think the conversation is going to play out at the end, which isn't really his fault. It's just kind of like the way the timeline goes on these things. I don't know if there's like a, probably not like a bet to be placed on this. The Warriors feel like so cooked. Like it's like, it's like, it's like, it's done. Like it's over. Okay. I don't know what needs, I don't know what needs to happen, whether it's some kind of like trade that they have to make. Um, I think like at this point, like Kaminga, right? <laughs> well, I mean, because it's Kerr or Kaminga, I guess at this point, right? And they're not going to fire Kerr, even though maybe they yeah. should. Yeah, it's not Kerr. Kerr's going to win that one. He's got all the rings. Sorry, Kaminga. Yeah, just sorry I, about that. I, I, I don't know. This the team feel that they feel totally cooked, and and just on yeah. the Bucks. Um, I don't know when this happened. I kind of feel like they've become and Giannis has become like a little annoying. And this is not like I want to like that against them or whatever. They can still win annoying the championship. Annoying Giannis. Okay. I yeah, I I I'm kind of like I'm kind of like I'm good on the Milwaukee Bucks. Now I'll tell you what I like about Milwaukee. I like when they're huge favorites in games and I yes. just bet against them. <laughs> like like we last talked night about this. San Antonio. Yes. Yeah, that absolutely. That I really like. So yeah, every maybe no game. betting yeah. application to the Warriors. Like I don't know if you agree with that though. Like this team's like limping to the end of like whatever that like, this dynastic run that they've been on is. I don't know if there's anything like to spin forward there in terms of bets to be made. But Milwaukee, they're gonna keep being big favorites in games, and the defense is terrible. And I think we're just gonna keep making money betting against them in these spots. Yeah, like dog and over even in a bunch of the games. I don't know what the total was last night. It was probably really high because Bucks totals are really high. But just like yeah, the the idea that. Uh, in the NFL, we talk about teams all the time having like a profile. Um, you know, the Vikings play a lot of one score games would be a good example. Just how you want to play teams based on how they play. Can this team win by margin? I feel like we popularize that term. And now I hear it from everybody that talks about the NFL. Can they win a game by margin or not? And 
so we always talk about teams through that prism. NBA, you can you can do the same thing. Uh, we we made a healthy living a couple of years ago, uh, more than a couple now, like about four years ago, playing the Wizards in these kind of a games, these big spread games against good teams. They'd be huge dogs. So when Russell Westbrook and Beal were on the same team, now look, now look at what's happening. Um, slightly different Wizards team than that one, and they would cover every single number, and the games would go over the total, and they'd lose like 161, 158, or something like that. And the, the Bucks profile the same way. I, I don't know if there's – there's not really a parallel between the teams just because like the Bucks could turn into a team that can win the title this year. Like that is a very real chance of happening. They have a, one of the best players in the league in the prime of his career. So they, they need to be taken seriously as a title contender, just the way they defend. I'm way good. Uh, the Warriors like will not win the NBA. Like that won't happen. Like it's just not going to happen. Now, how far can they get when Draymond comes back and he accounts for all of their defense can like that improve them enough that they become like a, you know, the team they were last year, somewhat interesting second round opponent for somebody maybe, but yeah, that's a way low ceiling on that one. On the Bucks, like the ceiling is still high. I just, how many games do you have to go where you see the same thing before you just go, that's what they are. And if that's what they are, then they're not going to win. Oh, by the way, they're the second choice to win the title right now, which I guess makes that somewhat interesting. You, uh, you excited for Knicks Sixers tonight? Yeah, I just, you know what I'm excited for? Hopefully Embiid playing in every game the rest of the season. Like he, it's, this is, if he misses like any more games before February, this is going to get really dicey. Like you bet MVP guys because Embiid won't hit the 65. Like that's pretty crazy. Well, no, it's January 5th. So but yes. the three and a half weeks of a whole lot of last time with Joel Embiid. <laughs> All right, on the, uh, on the other side, we'll get Ken Barkley's award thoughts in the NFL ahead of week 18. A lot to do here on a Friday. Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. Think of big numbers here, trying to really get out ahead in this game. Deep drop, Jackson, step, deliver. It's snagged by Likely. Isaiah Likely diving for the touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Ian Eagle with the call last weekend. Lamar Jackson, a perfect passer rating en route to... What's going to be a second straight MVP award coming up in a little bit here. Pete Prisco on the show yesterday saying he thinks it might be unanimous that Lamar might win another unanimous MVP. Uh, tell you what, man, he's, what, 27 years old, going to have two MVPs, gets a Super Bowl. Like, this dude's going to the Hall of Fame. Not that it matters for right now, just like, I think that's probably oh, yeah. like in the big time in the range of outcomes now at this point with Lamar likely to win another MVP. We'll get to NFL awards coming up in a second here, but we got great guests joining us as we move along. Sammy P, Sam Paniadovich, Colin Wilson, Rod Gilmore, Brad Evans. We'll give you all our bets for tonight in the world of sports and for all of week 18, including the Prop Kings plays for the Texans and the Colts, the Steelers and the Ravens coming up tomorrow. Keep giving those bets in for the weekend, your favorite football bets on YouTube and Twitch. In the YouTube and the Twitch chats, uh, type your favorite football bet, why you like it. We'll talk about it coming up in the third hour of the show. But for now, let's talk some awards. Uh, Jake, bring the music up here. Ken, we didn't have you on the show yesterday. Um, and this is going to be our the last chance that we have to kind of discuss these before week 18 kicks off tomorrow in Baltimore, where the soon-to-be two-time MVP will not be suiting up for the Ravens. Lamar sitting because Baltimore has nothing to play for. They are the one seed. Uh, Tyler Hundley will start tomorrow for Baltimore. So, you know, we touched on this early this week, but this will be like a tidy podcast segment or segments here. So just for the sake of posterity, uh, MVP's done, right? Is there anything to talk about here with Josh Allen or anybody else for most valuable player? No, nah, there's, no, uh, there's no betting conversation. It's just sort of like... 
if Allen beats Miami, like how many votes do you think he gets? Does he get like five or ten or something? And like, so it's not unanimous. Like, will enough people talk to him? So, but that's not a betting conversation. Yeah, uh, Lamar's gonna, and this this will be the shortest conversation we have about any of the awards by far. Uh, yeah, Lamar's gonna win MVP. Uh, obviously, the huge turning point was the game against the Niners, where as a dog they won outright, and he basically took the award from Brock Purdy and then ran with it. And like that, that game will definitely be viewed as like the pivot point for all of this happening. Uh, and it'll be it, it now that like if he wins unanimously, it will just be like the interesting what if scenario is like what if the Niners won that game, and would Purdy have really won? Would it have been close? Uh, because it's, once he loses. Everyone is very quick to be like, well, I never like believed in him anyway. Like it was never going to be him. And it's like, well, kind of seemed like it was going to be him for like a while. Um, that was, that's kind of an interesting what if, like, would he have really won when there were so many people immediately willing to jump to uh, another candidate? But that's not really a betting conversation. My thought is, because uh, the Niners would have clinched home field and he wouldn't have played this weekend. It would have been, does Brock Purdy not playing this weekend and Josh Allen playing on Sunday night against right. Miami like hurt Brock Purdy and is Josh Allen going to sure. steal MVP this weekend in an island game I think is the conversation that we probably would have had. And just totally like that possible. Christmas night game with the Ravens and the Niners, I still think is the funniest night on sports betting social media of the year with everyone being like, well, to told you like Lamar would be MVP if the Ravens won this game. It's like, oh, great. Like, did yeah. you also predict the sun would come out tomorrow? Like, great. Right. Good job. Like, how much did I, you I have on Ravens' money line? Like, how much did you have on that? Nothing? Nice tweet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, MVP, we kind of like, we'll, which is kind of sad because it's a fun market to discuss. We'll yeah. shelve it and we'll, we'll talk about but it. But, like, a more than summer. worthy winner, the way things shook out with all the other candidates and all the other, like, statistical accomplishments, like how everything settled in terms of the seeds, like a more than worthy candidate. Like, not number one statistically, but, like, the performance last week got him way within range of like normal statistical winners, which I know you mentioned on Tuesday on the show. And I agree with, and he's the quarterback of the best team in the league in the one seed. Like that is a very historical like comp that happens all that happens every year, basically. Um, and the stats kind of got good enough because there wasn't, you know, the quarterback of the other, like it usually it'd be like, Oh, well the stats aren't good. Who's the quarterback of the other one seed. Oh, the guy who this guy slammed. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, okay. like, usually they don't play each other. Usually you don't get that cross match. You got it this year, and that's why it's probably going to be really straightforward. Yeah, like, and like, you know, Lamar just like slammed the door shut on anybody else last Sunday against yeah. against the Miami Dolphins. Remember when I said on the, and I bet, I was like, you know what? I'd like to create a fun sweat on this game, and I'm going to bet two and Josh Allen to an MVP. Whatever, <laughs> but like people who bet Purdy, like, I, like you, they're sitting there, they're minus 250 against the Ravens on Christmas night. Like you're holding Purdy 51, and that, that wasn't even me. Like you're holding it like you made a good bet. And like by making that good bet, you allowed yourself if you wanted to bet Lamar or you wanted to bet somebody else, you could do it. Just, I mean, it just, it, again, like it's we're, like the awards are obviously going to be announced like in whatever, a month from today, a month from a couple days from now. And there'll be so much like told you. And it's just not how any of this works. Like there, it's just probabilities, guys. Like sometimes teams are going to win, lose. Tyreek doesn't get tackled this way. What happens? Purdy doesn't throw those. What if Purdy throws one interception, but they lose close? Like, what if any of that? Like, again, what, what happens this week in Texans Colts? Like, if it's an emphatic result, does coach of the year get toppled a little bit or at least become closer? Like, again, it's just not. stuff you can't predict sometimes. You put yourself in the best situation. You grab a big price. It drops. Like, you get the equity to play around in the other guys, and then you just, you win. Like, that. Like, that's why you do that. And people might be like, well, why would you ever head? Be like, this is all why. Are you kidding? 
<laughs> like, really? How many times do you think you can nail something from the start of this week one? How many times do you think you can nail something? Has anybody ever heard our prediction segments, what we, which we bring back at the end of the year because they're so funny, because they're so wrong? All we do is watch sports. I like to think we're pretty smart people on this show. You know how bad our predictions are in week one of any, day one of any season? So the idea at the end that it's like, told you had to be this. Just like, cool, like you got, like you're one in a hundred and you won't get another one probably ever again. And that's it. And like, that's how it works. And I get them too sometimes. It's fun. It's fun to be right from day one. Like Embiid last year, right from day one. Didn't have to go that way at all. Definitely didn't have to go that way. So just... Like, it's probabilities, guys. Like, it's just, you try to put yourself on the right side of this stuff. And you mentioned, like, the Sean Murphy bunting tackle on Tyree Kill. Well, let's go there, right, for Offensive Player of the Year coming sure. up next here on a Friday here with Nick and Ken. Uh, so, Offensive Player of the Year. McCaffrey, it's really funny to think in retrospect that uh, Justin Jefferson was the, let the consensus, first overall pick in every fantasy football draft. That seems like it was pretty poor in, in retrospect, given the season that this dude just authored. McCaffrey, minus 375. Tyreek plus 275. Uh, and Pete, you know, said on the show yesterday, Prisco Award voter, like t if Tyreek goes off and Miami wins, yeah. he's going to vote for Tyreek and he thinks everybody else will also. Uh, curious, Ken, if you think Tyreek is worth a wait. I, I think Buffalo is going to win. So, like, I, it's not a bet that I would like necessarily. What do you think here of McCaffrey and Tyreek, an offensive player of the year? Well, let me ask you just something first. If Tyreek plays awesome and they lose, do you think he has any chance to win? I think I think they have to win. Okay, that's the one I don't know the answer to. Like if he has like one eighty and what two, do you think? but they lose. What do you? I honestly do you don't think? know. I I'll, well, I'll fold this into what I was going to say originally. I'm stunned by how alive he is from all the people who vote. I'm yeah, stunned by how but, uh, like. But I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Right? McCaffrey has two thousand yards. They're not going to get any other awards. This is the only one for the Niners, and they're not. They're going to get no awards. They're an all-time team. <laughs> they're going to get nothing. It's like unbelievable. Um, and he missed games. Like it just, I, I mean, I'm I'm so happy that this is where we are. I can't believe this This is like this. I can't believe it. I really can't. Um, the timing of when he missed the games, how well McCaffrey played when he was out. I thought people would be convinced a, cer a certain way. And they're just, it's just, it just, it just tells you that if he didn't get hurt, he was going to win. That's what it tells you because he got hurt away. and he still might win anyway. Yeah, it just it's really annoying that it played out this way. Um, I agree with Pete. I think if Tyreek doesn't do very much, I think McCaffrey will win. He won't it won't be close to unanimous, but he'll definitely win. Uh, you know, he'll get whatever, 30 votes or something, and he'll win. And if Tyreek plays really well and they win, again, like I just I've I feel like I've read too much reason like and again trying to identify like the people who we actually know are voters i don't care about like some radio host somewhere who has a strong opinion on something do they vote no bye see ya don't care anymore not this week so um all right the people who vote like what are they saying all of them like it's a toss-up like they mention both names every time i don't think i've seen one that's like it's mccaffrey and it's done not one you know how many of these voters now make their thoughts public? There are 50 voters. I've probably read from 24 of them, 26 of them. Like, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it's close. But it's close. So I, the, way I, the way I would frame it is like, so people might be like, oh, I should bet Tyreek. No, because I think he has to play really well. So I had a, I basically my friend and I were comparing same game parlays with Tyreek Hill. 
And it's like, look, if you think he's going to have like 150 and two or 200 and a touchdown, that pays like 16 to one or like eight to like, it's just, that, why would you bet three? He has to play. And you bet put Dolphins to win in there too. Beef that thing up. Like if you think he's going to kill it and win the award, then just go bet that. Don't go bet this. Cause I think he has, I think it's the same thing at this point. I, I guess like the, I guess you could remove the Dolphins winning part from it. It still pays way better than this with the idea that if he plays great and they lose, maybe he still wins anyway. But I think this is, I guess the market's like close to correct on this. I, McCaffrey's way more likely to win, but recency bias and literally the last image of the season could be this guy winning a game in like the most important game of the season for his team. So he's got a chance, uh, but it's, it's not the most probable thing. The most probable thing is McCaffrey winning. I was talking with someone, not, not a voter, but someone who's like works in the NFL. Someone yeah, sure. offline about this. Just about, That's not like, that those opinions you know, doesn't matter, by the way. I'm not saying those opinions like don't matter at all. Just if you're trying to bet these, like I would like to know from, are you one of the 50? That's what I would like to know. Because your, your oh, opinion yeah. is much more valuable than everyone else. Yeah. Oh no, I'm all, I'm offering that context because I feel like a lot of the times I say I was talking, I'm talking to someone who votes. Like this was not a right. voter, but someone who's like very like learned about the NFL. We're just talking about a lot of the stuff. And the person said like, he thinks McCaffrey gets dinged because it's a Shanahan offense, the same way everybody gets dinged. Like Purdy gets oh, dinged, sure. and like, and and they all get dinged because it's like, okay, if you took McCaffrey out, like Jordan Mason, it's not as good. Elijah Mitchell's not as good, but they could go run for like fourteen hundred yards in the Shanahan. Landis Gary, Mike Anderson. Well, that's like they had what a four thousand. They had a four thousand, a one thousand, and three and two one thousand receivers or something for like one of the first times ever that a team's had that. They, like where everybody eclipsed silly. like the milestone mark. Yeah. It's it it's 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 and, and look, McCaffrey's awesome. I think he gets dinged a little bit. Whereas with Tyreek, and think about how good Jalen Waddle is. And I think this is kind of like why everyone loves Tyreek, and he's also awesome, obviously. Think about how good Jalen Waddle is. You take Tyreek out of this offense, and the house of cards falls down. Like it, it's like it doesn't exist. <laughs> Unless you play the Jets, Jefferson, <laughs> me, and then concuss sure. Zach Wilson, then you're good. Otherwise, like you're not. Like it just like it all falls apart. So, yeah. Uh, this just seems Will right was to me. That like it's it's also. not I think done Will's yet. Will's gonna bet those SGPs also. Yeah, like it's. I I think what this basically what just think about like what does this market say? It says like there's a high probability of something, but there's still like enough of a chance of something else that it's worth considering. That's how I feel too. McCaffrey's ahead. He's also about to not play, and his opponent is about to play in one of the most interesting games of the season. And uh, and if he has a great game, then he could take the award. Market says that too. All right, let's do a uh, coach of the year. Uh, which is probably the other market right along with MVP that's probably done. Maybe like a small Clo chance, but it's like, I, hope, hope I it's think done. it's almost done. That's like the right way I would put it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear like just dollar, just like the, the, the cash register is ringing. Uh, yeah. Stefanski minus a thousand. Uh, Ryan's and Steichen, who are playing obviously on Saturday night in a win and in playoff game. Ryan's eight, Steichen 10 at BetMGM. They were the same price for a lot of this week. The Texans are favored in the game now. Maybe that's the reason why we've seen this, like, Ryan's move a little bit ahead. 8-10. to 10. Campbell, 18. Harbaugh, 22. Whatever. Stefanski's award, or you, you actually you think that maybe someone could come and steal it? I Well, so first of all, like, I love where, I mean, how could you not like where you're at if you bet something 12-1, to 10-1, 8-1, and it's minus 1,000? How could you not oh, love where you're great. at? 
No, I right, really no, good. but no, but, yes. but like whether he wins, I just want to emphasize this because coach of the year is a funny award and everyone likes to be really loud for fringe candidates and it really obscures what you think is going to happen. Like Dable won last year, but by an incredibly thin margin over Shanahan. And like, I was really confident he was going to win going into it. And the, mar the margins in this award are just very, unless you have like a guy who improves a team 10 games and wins 14 games. It's just not, there's too many guys. Like there's always going to be like five coaches that people like. So I think Stefanski is the most likely winner. There's no question about that. Like the only question left is, does the winner of Texans Colts get enough of a bump that it's even in doubt? That's how I would frame it. Like it's even in doubt. And the reason why Ryan's is getting bet is because people who vote are making public that they like Ryan's, and that's why he got bet. And my, my thing is like, well, that's great if he loses to Steichen, he's a zero. But like, the, I think the problem is like, if he wins, is it like close? That's how I would put it. I still think Stefanski's going to win. I do. Like, am I a little concerned about the winner of Texans Colts? Yes. And I wish I wasn't. I wish the I wish the content I read the last three days was not like this. I really do. Um, but it's not. And I'm a little concerned. Now, the good news is, like, if I was really chicken, I would just go, like, spend some of this Stefanski equity and just go, like, bet some of these guys. And I don't know if I want to do that. The problem is the two, the only, I think the only other two guys who can win are Ryan's and Steichen, by the way. Harbaugh will get, like, five first place votes and never win. McVeigh will get a couple first place votes and never win. Um, it's, like, the winner of Texans Colts for Stefanski for, like, the improvement award. And I don't want to bet both. And I, it's like, I don't have an opinion on who I think is going to win the game. It's a coin flip game. I'm like a little, I'm a little concerned. And I never thought I would be, but just, you can, I, I read the stuff. I tell you what I think. I'm a little concerned, just a little bit. Almost like, kind of like need the Texans to win. Stroud probably wins offensive rookie. They get their awards. Stefanski just Maybe. wins coach of the year. Anyway, we'll do more awards coming up on the other side to wrap up our number one on this Friday. Brown dumps it off. Brevin Jordan. Yeah, you gotta just gotta keep it. It is what it is. Like you don't want to make it too high. You don't want to make it too low. It's just a regular game. Since some of my teammates earlier, like same game we've been playing since we've been young. You know, so nothing changes. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The voices of Chris Myers, NFL on Fox, and then Houston Texans quarterback. C.J. Stroud ahead of Saturday night, tomorrow night's win and in game against the Indianapolis Colts, where the winner of that game, Texans and Colts, at least clinches a wild card berth. And if the Jaguars, who, by the way, Trevor Lawrence apparently going to be a game time decision on Sunday for their game at the Tennessee Titans, uh, Jaguars lose that game, the winner of tomorrow night's game, AFC South champion. Uh, we'll start our guests on the show coming up next hour. Sam Paniotovich joins us at 4 o'clock Eastern time. We'll also be simulcast at Stadium from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. For the people watching on YouTube and Twitch, send in your favorite football bet for the weekend. We'll talk about it coming up in the third hour of the show, the 5 o'clock hour Eastern time. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. For now, though, Jake, bring the music up and Ken, let's talk Offensive Rookie of the Year and kind of fold it into Coach of the Year, right, with uh, with D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen. And I said kind of going to break, you know, I do, do we just kind of need Stroud to play well? For We, meaning like Stefanski betters. And hopefully you're watching and listening to this right now. You, you have some Kevin Stefanski. Do we need like Stroud to play well, Texans to win, Houston gets rewarded, and then maybe Will Anderson wins also. Whatever. We can talk right. about that in a second. And this way Stefanski definitely wins, and Stroud just gets Offensive Rookie of the Year. So give a thought on that if you'd like. And then let's talk this award, uh, where Stroud is now minus 900. 
Puka Nakua moves from plus 450, now plus 400. So Shroud, obviously, still a big favorite. And for people that don't know, just to reiterate, Puka is four receptions and 29 yards away from setting both rookie receiving records in the history of the league. Uh, Cup's not playing. Stafford's not playing. Aaron Donald's not playing. Kyron Williams isn't playing. Conspicuous from that list is Puka Nakua. The Rams are going to get him these records, and then they're going to pull him out of the game. So I think we can pretty much count McVay on barring injury. Too. This isn't yeah, like that, desperate that's, by that's, you. Like, McVay literally That's what said they're going to do. Yeah. So, like... I think we can count on, barring injury, which would be heinous, obviously, for the young man. Barring injury, Puka Nakua will exit the season with the with those rookie receiving records. Um, again, that's the framing for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now. What do you think? Stroud, still a huge favorite over uh, Puka Nakua. Uh, there are a couple that I feel like I have a really bad read on, which isn't, like, that problematic, because I don't have, like, that much money in this, but this is one of them, and Defensive Player of the Year is the other one. Uh, where like I, I read all this stuff from voters and it's all like the way that this is described by most people who vote who have spoken about it or written about it or whatever been on a show about it the way it's described mostly is like well maybe this but maybe this like it's how it's like every single person talks about this and there's I would say there's more confidence towards Stroud by most of the answers to that question like well Stroud's had one of the great seasons but like if Nakua broke the record I don't know like that's how everybody talks about it be like well that doesn't that doesn't tell me a whole lot it also doesn't tell me if like push comes to shove if you would actually not vote Stroud or like you would you really vote Nakua with him holding the records uh I don't think a lot of vote I think I'll, I think some voters have made up their mind and it's Stroud but I don't think it's very many and I think there's a lot of votes left to kind of where people are thinking through what they want to do. And you have Stroud playing a really important game. And then you have like Nakua actually getting the record, which seems like a formality, obviously. Um, so I, yeah, obviously that is much more like him getting the record is 20 times more likely than Stroud winning because Stroud winning is like a coin flip and Nakua getting the records is going to be like force fed. Um, but Stroud has the opportunity to make a much more like impact statement by winning a, a primetime game. So, uh, you know, is the market mispriced versus what i've read maybe a little but not a lot maybe nakua is a little more likely to win than this because you have to price in some stroud losses and some stroud bad stat games and that's probably like not a one in four thing it might be like a one in two thing or like a one in two and a half thing um that that happens and like if he folds on saturday night like i I think there's like a really real chance that Nakua wins, honestly, um, just based on everything that I've read. So, you know, you're talking about a four to one that should maybe be like plus 250 or plus 200. This isn't like, oh, my God, something crazy is happening. It's again, like it's an award market, much like offensive player of the year, maybe much like some of the other markets we're going to where literally the performance of one player in one game, which is random, uh, is going to dictate who ends up winning. And that's like, a, that's, it's tough to feel confident about what's going to happen because it's basically be like, oh, I think Stroud's going to be like, okay, do you, do you think the Texans are going to win the game on Saturday? I'd be like, well, I don't know. Like, oh, okay, then you can't say that because all the people who vote are telling you that that matters to them and that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so like, it's, it's tough to say things with a lot of confidence. So I, I agree that Stroud is a bigger price and I think it's probably close to what I'm consuming content wise, but maybe Nakua like a little less just because... I think like an average game from Stroud or a below average game and a win still calls into question like whether this is really going to happen. So it's just the only thing that nails it is win and he plays well. That's the only thing that nails it. And everything else at least makes it uncertain, even if Stroud wins some of those. So like, so here's 
I, I, I win on CJ Stroud winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I feel like I need. I feel like I need to play some Nakua. Is he the only guy that you bet? Like to a certain no. extent, like for your I most amount of like, money. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh we, th th yeah. Yes. So like I okay. win on if Stroud wins. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it just depends on like what your what your risk is and your return. Like, do you have the equity to spend on Nakua and still feel okay about what you'd win? If if that's the case, and we'll do this with defense too. Like maybe some people are really leveraged on on Anderson or on Kobe Turner or on somebody else. Like I, I, I never want to leave it up to like one game of chance when I don't know, like, I really don't know how this is going to play out. And I think there's a really real chance if he loses that Nakua wins. I really do based on everything that I've read. Not what I think. I, agree. I just, I just, I read everything and I tell you what I read. That's what all these segments are going to be now. My opinion is irrelevant. Um, based on what I read, uh, if Stroud loses, Nakua can win. And if Stroud plays poorly and wins, it's close. That's how I would describe it. And uh, and and Pete said yesterday, like he'll vote for Stroud if Stroud has a good statistical performance and the Texans oh, well, there you win. Go. So it's like it's just yeah, like which is he's one person, but I mean he, he right. said it on our show that that's what he thinks. All right, you better you better hear we're Nick and Ken talking NFL awards. Uh, you want to do defensive rookie next, then we'll do defensive player. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, Jalen Carter now minus one thirty. The price what was it? it was minus like two thousand. Like he could still win, just like 10, that 000. price was kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, Carter years. minus one thirty. Anderson plus one thirty five. Kobe Turner of the Rams now at six. Uh, Pete said yesterday he's voting Kobe Turner basically no matter what. I have zero dollars on Jalen Carter to win, and I win a pretty good amount on Anderson, but probably not as much as you or some people that are listening who were like maybe more aggressive with the thirty to one a couple weeks ago. But Anderson's a good win for me, uh, and I've spent some of that on Kobe Turner so that I win like a pretty equal amount, whichever of them wins. And I'm taking dead aim at Carter, and I don't think he's going to win. Um, everything I read is that he's at at, a, at the very least he's not ahead. Maybe it's close between the three of them would probably be the best best way to describe it. Um, but it's I think it's a lot of it is how you close, and he's closed terrible, and the other two have closed well, and I think that makes a big difference. And I think there's enough awareness that's being brought to this that it's possible that he loses, and I'm even starting to say likely that he loses based on how this is playing out. Now, could he have a great game Sunday? Sure. Could that upset things? And you know, he has a, a interception, returns it for a touchdown that cements his play. Sure, but again, like think about what you're talking about. What do you think the price is on Jalen Carter pick six on Sunday? 25, 30 to one more, something like that. Um, price to get a sack even has to be outrageous for Sunday. He only has like six of them this year. You know what so, it means? He needs Tommy DeVito. That's what he needs. He's yeah. getting Tyrod Taylor. So that, that getting Tyrod Taylor. Feel better if it, if it was Tommy DeVito, right. you'd feel better about it. So it, again, it's not he can't win. Uh, just, I just tell you everything I read. Uh, I get the sense that it's either very close between the three or he's in third. Like if I had to guess where he is right now, I would guess third and uh, he's the favorite. So I, I would view that as an opportunity. I don't have to be right. And all three of them play one more game. We also don't know how healthy Anderson is, like how many snaps is he going to play on Saturday night? Limited participant in the final practice. Didn't practice the rest of the week besides that. Didn't play a lot of snaps last week. They were also up a lot. Maybe not a ton of opportunity for him. You figure Turner's playing against Sam Darnold probably a lot because they have to play somebody. I don't think they're resting him. So um, maybe an opportunity to accumulate even more stats. Uh, a tough one to figure out. Everything I read, it definitely does not have Carter in any kind of favorite status or in any kind of most likely to win status. Uh, so if that's the case, I'm going to take that aim and we'll see what happens.
I think we'll probably save comeback player of the year for a little bit later in the show. Yeah, Let's sure. make sure we hit um, defensive player of the year now. Um, I think maybe the analysis, Ken, might be the same as it was when you and I last did the show together, which was on Wednesday. Uh, Miles Garrett minus 200, or maybe not. Miles Garrett minus 200. Parsons plus 300. Watt at four. Um, I'll I'll use Max Crosby and Josh Allen here just because Pete said that he's going to consider both of them. He Sure. He may be alone in that. Who knows? Crosby's 50. Josh Allen's 100. But it's really, it feels like a three-man race here. And I think what we talked about on Wednesday and what Will and I talked about yesterday, my opinion at least, I, I'd rather take shots at Parsons and Watt uh, with Garrett not playing this weekend. I think the winner is likely to be either Parsons or Watt. I don't know if it's like apples to apples the defensive rookie because Carter's playing obviously just that I think like the likely winner is not the favorite in both of those markets okay. curious if you agree defensive player of the year so I think I said like offensive rookie and this were the two I felt like I had the worst read on I take that back offensive rookie I think I'm okay on and this one I'm a disaster uh I've read everything out there I've tried to read as much as possible uh and I'm still left without kind of a clue there are a certain segment of voters who are just like it's Garrett no matter what because they're the best defense and he's their representative. So it doesn't sound like their minds are changing. That's not the majority of voters, but like Garrett will get votes. Like he'll have some representation in this voting, even with him not playing. I guess the question, the question I don't know the answer to, and it was not possible to glean from any of the material. Everyone's so vague on this, and which tells you how wide open it, I guess, I guess to be fair. Um, is Garrett ahead right now? That's what I don't know. And I don't even know, so if I don't even know who's ahead right now, that, that then that's really tough because like, let's say Parsons, like, do I even know if Parsons has a great game or if Watt, who plays again, like a standalone game for his team to get into the playoffs, like if he sacks Tyler Huntley twice, he will lead the NFL in sacks. They will be in the postseason. Like, really? Nothing? <laughs> like, like nothing? This is, But I don't know. I, I knew Garrett was ahead at midseason. I knew his lead kind of shrunk at some point when he stopped playing very well, but I never knew how ahead he was. And there are definitely still people who vote who are just like, it's him and I don't care, which is such a dumb way to think about it, but that's the way they're thinking about it. And really the guy who's going to finish third out of the three of these in a lot of the major categories is going to win. It's, I just I just don't know enough to bet. That's just the best way I can put it. I just don't know enough to bet. If you want to take shots on the plus two guys, wouldn't blame you. I just, I don't have a great read on this at all, honestly. I really have no idea. Uh, I, I I like shots at Parsons and Watt. Beat Miles Garrett. I would never say that to his face, by the way. He'd kill me. I could yeah. actually murder me. Comeback Player of the Year coming up later in the show. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. Three great guests will join us next hour. We'll start football bets for the weekend and for Monday night with our friend Sam Paniotovich. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.